we're back. My name is Jack and you're listening to Dev90X. Today is day 67. It is Tuesday, the 12th of October, 2021. And the title of today's episode is UIKit versus Swift UI. Which to learn, which to use. So this is the major theme of what I'm going through right now. To paint the landscape, we've got a demo app that's mainly written by Apple, slightly customized by me, that's running the Handstand Vision AI that was fully trained by me, using Apple's tools, of course. But uh, it's sort of like a hybrid app that I couldn't quite fully say is my app, but I guess the core feature of it is mine. So in a way, it kind of is mine. But anyway, that's beside the point. It's written in UIKit because everything that Apple does is still UIKit, even though they're building SwiftUI, this entirely new framework, which is declarative in, in how, it, how it works um, in, instead of imperative. It uses a different architecture called uh, MVVM, model view view model, model view view. Anyway, <laughs> MVVM, and uh, it's, the, it's the future. It is, in, in many ways, the future. SwiftUI is more compatible with every different Apple ecosystem screen. So if you want to build some, some kind of UI that works really great on the iPhone, but then also extends to the iPad and across all iPads and then even to the Apple Watch, maybe even to TV OS or maybe even Mac OS, then you can do it all in SwiftUI. This is Apple's vision, and this is where they're, they're moving with their, their UI framework, their UI API structures. And they are different enough that you have to spend a considerable amount of time practicing and using each one individually um, in, because they are fundamentally different in how you would choose to structure the data aspect and the UI aspect of your application. So the problem is that I'm still a beginner and I'm now trying to learn iOS development. Sorry, I'm not trying. I am. I am, I am learning iOS development. And a lot of the materials that I'm learning from are now coming out in SwiftUI. It seems to be the way forward. Everyone's talking about it. <laughs> and in a way, it is... It's, it's, it's October 2021, in three to five years' time, let's say maybe half of all apps will be written in SwiftUI. Right now, UIKit is still the dominant framework that apps are written in, and all legacy code bases are pretty much UIKit, all of them. Um, only the new apps that are coming out are written in SwiftUI, and then segments of legacy code bases are being rewritten in SwiftUI, where it makes sense to, but still the majority is in UIKit. So if you want a job today, you still have to know UIKit, unless you're working for a startup that's not using it, uh, which, which is kind of where I'm at. That's, that is the situation that I'm in. It's a new app. It's a startup. I have the choice. We could go with UIKit, or we could go with the new fancy, shiny Swift UI, which isn't perfect yet. And UIKit still gets main, uh, maintained by Apple. UIKit is still getting new features uh, by Apple. So they're definitely, st they're not killing it. But UI, SwiftUI is faster. It's faster to build apps. 
It's got a lot of nice features when you're in, in the development process, like live previews. Um, and it's faster, com faster to compile. It works across the ecosystem. So there's a lot of benefits to going with Swift UI. And the question really is, which, which to learn and well, it's two, which to learn and which to use. So if, I guess we have to flip that, which to use would be the, the, the correct question to ask first. If we choose to use UIKit, that, that's great because that means there's loads of people who can work on the code base who already know UIKit. There's far fewer people who are really proficient in SwiftUI. Most people are proficient in UIKit. So hiring people will be easy for UIKit. Um, as for myself, spending all this time learning something to push forward quickly, if I, if I were to just pick one, one of the two and I couldn't pick both, then I would, I would prefer to use SwiftUI because all of the learning materials and resources that are coming out now are up to date in SwiftUI. And a lot of the old learning materials, the old tutorials are using old versions of Swift, old versions of Xcode, building on old versions of iOS. And my whole development environment right now is current. And so when I go back to building using old tutorials, some of the stuff just doesn't work. Some of the, co the code is outdated and won't compile anymore on, in the new Xcode with the new Swift. And to me, it just seems like a bit of a hassle to, to roll back the versions that I'm using for learning and for development. So there's all these dilemmas that I'm facing at the moment. <laughs> and not to mention that it will likely require a significant rebuild of the demo app in SwiftUI as it's currently written in UIKit. But I think these are all things that are maybe somewhat unavoidable and I just have to accept that this may be the, rea the reality of the situation and, and move forward from there. So SwiftUI, I'm leaning more towards SwiftUI to answer this whole question uh, of using it, learning it, going fully in to SwiftUI and maybe just using UIKit where SwiftUI doesn't work in some instances where SwiftUI is lacking. Um, but uh, yeah, that's where my intention is going to be. I'm pretty sure anyway. So that's the, the update for today. Um, as for progress update, I didn't get a lot of coding in today and I now that, now that we're talking about it, I actually haven't even done my one line of code yet. Um, that's concerning. It's almost the end of the day. <laughs> I, worked, I did work with Harry for two hours on the design sprint, which is an, a Miro board. And I got to say, hat off to the design and development team behind Miro. This app is incredible. It, I, I used it for the first time a number of years ago, and it was functional when I first used it, and I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but it didn't seem like it had a leg up on a ma it didn't seem like it had a major leg up on other things like my mind node was another one that I was using on the Mac. But now Miro is just incredible. Like I, it's the little things, but it's so polished. Like when, uh, when Harry is moving his cursor around, I see it in exactly almost real time. Uh, and there's no lagginess or jitteriness. It's so it flows so smoothly. 
that, that kind of a thing just blows my mind. You know, wow, how far we have come with web app technology. It, it is incredible. Um, so yeah, working in Miro, uh, and that is one of the, one of the cool apps to be using for collaboration. We, uh, uh, and I also created a new Git branch for the, the first official feature build that I'm doing, which is the logic implementation. Uh, so I've got the new Git branch and, uh, I'm going to be building on this branch and then we're going to merge it back into main and we're going to do the Git. Git is going to be working. <laughs> so that is good. Other than that, I had a lot of errands to run today, which is just one of those days where I didn't expect it to happen. But last night I was out at dinner and while I was eating dinner, my helmet was stolen from my, off my scooter. And so I didn't have a helmet and it became a priority for me to get a helmet today. Uh, so I went out this morning and got a helmet. And then while I was out, I thought, heck, may as well run some errands. So I ran some errands and then got back and didn't really get started at the time that I typically would get, get started into the work. Um, so I thought, oh, and the internet cut out in the middle of the day while I was in the call with Harry, but we'd already been working for two hours, so it was about time that I stopped and went for lunch. And then after going for lunch, I thought I'd just, I'd just run some more errands. <laughs> so I, went, I did a lot of errands today, and I feel like I caught up on a few different things, which is, which is good. Which brings me to Jack's hack for today, which is going with the flow. I kind of hate saying this, but sometimes it's, it is good to go with the flow. That essentially, what that means is that you had a plan and you're going, you're going to abandon the plan in favor of something that just popped up that, <laughs> that is very convenient and would save you time down the track or potentially um, would gain you an opportunity that you otherwise wouldn't have uh, and abandoning all other plans. The problem with going with the flow is it's dangerous in a number of ways. And I guess the biggest, most obvious way that it's dangerous is that if you had plans that other people depended on or if other people were expecting you to show up somewhere and you just sort of like cancel because something else popped up, that's not cool. And especially communicating that is super important that you do <laughs> communicate when your plans change. Um, but in today's example where I was going with the flow, I was already out and it made a lot of sense for me to, to just do a spontaneous round of errands where I went food shopping and I bought a bunch of groceries, I refueled my scooter, um, and, and then I eventually got home a couple hours later. In that case, going with the flow made a lot of sense because no one was depending on me. I hadn't scheduled anything in uh, and there was, there was no expectations. Uh, <laughs> apart from my own expectations of starting work when I typically would start work. So that's Jack's hack for today. Sometimes it's good to go with the flow. Sometimes. But if... If other people are expecting you to show up somewhere, make sure you communicate. Make sure you communicate. All right, that's it for today, day 67. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.